Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons on The Horn. Hour two on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. We're going to talk some NFL in hour two. We'll get to more of your text messages, maybe a little MLB talk as well for hour two. And you know what? Maybe we'll talk more NCAA football as well. Who knows? We'll get into it. I still got to tell you about the Disney Spirit Award. I, we haven't gotten into that last two days, but it's just funny to me. It's a funny thing, so we may mention that too, depending on what we get into uh, here in hour two and how the text messages roll through for you guys Patrick Davis here with Jacob Standard having a good time on a Tuesday. We're sure it's a Tuesday, right? Oh, man. I was feeling a lot better when I thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> Weren't we all? Weren't yeah. we all feeling better when we thought it was a different day of the week that was further along? I also thought last. I also thought we were one week closer to Christmas. I was like, okay, we're taking a break in a cup. No. I did that when Thanksgiving was rolling up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's next week. Okay. Well, that's so, interesting. Just all of our schedules are messed up as we get closer to the holidays, and then all of a sudden it's 2024, and we're all going to write the date wrong for the next month. Not me. I'm not missing it this year. That's my New Year's resolution is on January 1, make sure to put 2024. Well, January 2nd? Uh, well, it's an all-year-long resolution. Resolutions oh, okay. don't last a day. Well, <laughs> mine, mine do. They're not intended to. Mine, mine, not, <laughs> mine do. They're not intended to. <laughs> I mean, if I'm lucky a day. <laughs> Make it into the afternoon with your resolution. You're doing great. Uh, I did get this from a chief engineer of the text. What are the chances of the NFL clapping down on Golden Boy Trachman for bad-mouthing the league refs on air last night? Think he got a phone call today. No, I think – I mean, I'm sure they have a rap meeting or something they do after every game. And Well, they have to deliver that report, don't they? The officials, that two-minute – They the do, but the- that Trachman doesn't have to – you know, he's going to go yeah. in. And, but I think he walks away from it, and they say – uh, Troy, you're a little hot on the officials. And he goes, yeah, they suck this year. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone is talking about how the officials are doing really bad this season. And, and I think they, they are in a lot of points. They're, you know, I, I think that the, one of the best arguments I've heard about the officiating this season is there's, they're making a lot of decisions trying to hope that it gets fixed after they do it. Right, letting stuff play out and all that. And, and so they're yeah. trying to make a decision, and they're not thinking, oh, this is the right decision, we've got to do it, and let's try and do things the right way, let's try and do things the right way. They're so based on backup now, on review and and everybody else, that they'll make a decision, and then the other people aren't decisive either, and so it ends up that you get a penalty. And we can look at that Kansas City game, and he was offside, and you can say the warning, and if he didn't look over, then that's on them, and I know they get mad at it, and you hate to see a great play. There was multiple instances of it in the game, though, where he didn't get called or get a warning. They ran that yeah. same formation, that's and he an was he was he was uh, he foot was past the line. Yeah, that's an interesting it's, wrinkle in the story. No, and that's and yeah. so the, you need to go into it. I the 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 the, uh, the fact that they won't be standard over it, and they do call something sometimes. There was a, I mean, the Texans Jags game. I'll tell you that I thought that was very poorly officiated because they missed a uh, pass interference on the Texans, and it turned into an interception. 
and then they called four straight pass interferences on the Texans and gave the Jaguars two two touchdowns. So it, it, it uh, no, this is the Jaguars. This is a few oh, weeks back. Oh, two. Okay. Uh, so that was a thing where you saw it and you just went, okay, well they're now overcompensating because they made a mistake and blew one. And they knew they did because they didn't throw the flag. Just throw the flag late if it's you know. People will be okay, but yeah, I, I get it's a hard job. I understand it's a very hard job. I understand it's very difficult, but I think there's ways, again, if we're going to move forward with replay and stuff like that, just get it right. Yeah. Just get it right, and I get that it'll be a problem, but if you want to sit there and, and have communications in games and have people back that can watch it and could sit there in that Chiefs game and go, hey, warn them. That guy's lining up offsides over and over again. I would, they just warn them. I'm not so concerned with them getting it right because a lot of the stuff that people get upset about his judgment calls yeah, yeah so my thing with it is the same thing everybody's beef is just be consistent set the standard early so that everybody knows how the game's going to be called and then call it that way throughout the rest of the game that yeah. way everybody knows what they're working with exactly no I, I agree with that and that's you know I, I one thing I've noticed and this is in college and pro and I've seen it a few times more and I've seen announcers get really upset about it but I'm all for it is on plays that were plays that would have stood so plays where there's not enough evidence, when you look at it and you go, there's no way to tell if he, it's a judgment call, if his butt's on the ground and then he slides yeah. and does he have the ball or not, don't stop the game. Just play through. Because it's going to be a 10-minute review and the play's going to stand. Yeah, let's speed that up. So just don't even review it. We know. Like, and then, the, then they'll go, why didn't they take a look at it? Because it's 10 minutes to say it stands. But if you see it and there's a view of it where you look at it and go, that's an overturn, then pull it back up and then you can look at all the views and you go, okay, no, when that, that one view is just, you know, it makes it look away. And I think it should be taken into consideration, like, once you've done the millisecond by millisecond replay of it, watch it back in full speed one time and make yeah. your final decision. Because there was a play in that Green Bay Packers game uh, where the defender, the Packer catches the ball in the end zone. Yeah. Defender comes around and punches it out after two steps. When you slowed it down millisecond by millisecond, you said, oh, he's got the ball forever. Yeah. Then they showed it full speed at the end, and he punches it out almost simultaneously. They call it incomplete. Yeah, exactly. That is true. That That's one of the biggest misnomers people Yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. I, I think there's a lot that you have to get into. They're going to have to keep trying to figure it out. Uh, I, know it, I know for the officials it's a difficult thing because the same as baseball officials and everything, the worst ones are the ones who are going to defend themselves the most and say I've never done anything wrong and – and you guys are prejudiced against me, and you guys are the problem. You're like, no, no, no. You guys have to fit into the world we all live in because these is who's making money, right? So if you want to be a part of this money, you want to be a part of this, then you know, call the game the, the way the NFL wants to call it. So I, I get it. I, I think that there's parts that are annoying that they are calling. You know, they had to after that Chiefs game. That was what the first game of the season where the right tackle jumped off sides by a solid one second every single time. They had to start calling that more, and they don't want to, but it's so uneven how much they call it because they just sometimes call it in big plays. Lane Johnson gets off the line a full second before the snap every time and, for the and Eagles. They, 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 allow every the right, game. they allow the right tackle to do it a bunch, and it's just in every team, but sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. And so it becomes a problem because you can't just sometimes call it. Go call it every time. Yeah. And so we'll see what they continue to do, but I don't think Troy Aikman will get any trouble because it's a conversation across across the country right now. Well, Troy Aikman was also having a tough time getting through that game and yeah. watching it because at one point he's asking Tom Brady to text in his analysis of a punt return screw-up. <laughs> so he told Tom, text in if you're watching. <laughs> so he was having a tough time getting through that game. He didn't want to be there. No, he did not. He did not want to be there. <laughs> uh, this texter says, Mavs moved on from their star players, GM coach, and now have new ownership. Spurs taking the New England Patriots approach to jading their players and fan base. That's interesting. Uh, I, That's well, first interesting. of all, they, they have new ownership. Mark Cuban is still uh, running the team. Right, basketball operations. And I would say their star player is still there. 
No, I think they're saying this is post-Dirk. Oh. I'm guessing you're saying Rick Carlisle was fired. Yep. And they moved on in that because Luke is still there. That Which, was their star player. I mean, I, we can say they moved on from uh, Brunson, but... I'm not so sure that was moving on from a star player. I mean, he is a star player now. They they should have signed him. And in it, retrospect, they definitely should have signed him because you lost him for nothing. And he is now a star player in New York. But he, at the same point, you didn't know that. It was a mistake. I'll give you that. Uh, I, I don't know why they kept their coach. I you know He's doing well this season. I, I didn't think he should have been there last year, but I get they're keeping him. And as far as the Spurs doing the New England Patriots, Pop is not the Patriots. Pop has a good coaching tree. Pop has an amazing coaching tree. Uh, Bill Belichick has the worst coaching tree. So they're 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 well done in keeping it and being a, you know, the Spurs are a much more smaller market team. They're in a San Antonio team that is not a huge market, so they don't necessarily have the money to go out and do all this. They've also changed ownership somewhat of now the children of Peter Holt are running the team. Fun. So it is now a pass-down team. They don't have a whole lot of say, though, right? They don't put a lot of parameters on Pop. No, no. Yeah. I think they're they're letting them. And you got to remember, it's also Peter uh, or uh, uh, R.C. Buford yeah. who has been there since the time with Pop. So like, there's guys that have been there, not just Pop. Pop is not the only one making all these decisions. Well, Pop was front office before he was head coach, right? Yes, Pop okay. named himself as head coach. Right. He was a GM okay. named himself to co- coach, and then he moved up to president. And R.C. Buford was assistant. He moved up to general manager. Now it's they just keep moving up in title, but right. uh, R.C. Buford handles a ton of the also stuff behind the scenes. He was the one. He was one of the ones that was scouting Manu and Tony alongside Pop. So like, there it's not one guy. I know Pop gets the most image for this, but there's multiple guys that are part of that organization still there that are still there. And okay. I, it's more long. I don't think I think Pop understands how far they are away, and he doesn't want to say, guys, we don't have the talent on this team. Yeah, like we're trying to find it, we're trying to get it, but you know, we can either really overcommit and never win a championship because we won't have the talent on this team, and we'll we'll be a mediocre team. And we have to hope Victor Wembanyama turns into a LeBron James that can win a championship with a bunch of nobodies. And I don't want to say that about you know, two of the Spurs I like, but <laughs> who are they? You have favorites? No, but I think Vassell's a good player. I think Keldon Johnson can be a really good player too. And I think there's other players on that team that can be role players. Okay, but they do not have enough right now, and they don't have enough people that know how to win basketball games in the NBA. Fair enough, that's because that's time. a problem. Is no one on that team came from anywhere that won games? No one is really been in a locker room that won a lot of games. The closest thing to it is probably Kelton Johnson with Team USA. Yeah. But even that team had problems. And that would explain why it's all downhill in the second half. Because yeah. it's just they don't know how to close a game. No, and I think they're all yeah. looking at each other for leadership, and Pop is trying to get them to be the leaders. And you're, if you're asking Victor Wimanyama, who's 19 years old, to he be your leader, yeah. he's 19 years old. It's English is his second language, and you were expecting him to go and give you the, the halftime speech in the locker room. I'd love he's to a, hear that. He's a special kind of person, a special player, but I don't know if that's – the position he needs to be in right now. We've seen with Luka Doncic in the Mavs. That's been an issue. That them trying to make him the leader. And it, I mean, it took Dirk Nowitzki years and years to get to that point. So, you know, when you look at what the Spurs did in 99, when, you know, David Robinson's hurt all year and Sean Elliott's hurt all year, they had guys that were in the playoffs. David Robinson already won MVP by the time he comes back in that 99 championship run with Tim Duncan. So Tim Duncan didn't have to be the leader in that run. Right. So there's a difference of this time they weren't it wasn't like oh we tanked and we were actually kind of covertly good. No, once DeMar DeRozan was out, they they not covertly good. They're just bad. <laughs> so it, it's been a, it's been a long run, but I I I get with you on that. Uh text says that we can can confirm all the Sooners fans with two teeth get half price. No, no they Br- get charged double. 
And they Dr. Greg Eckert is a, is, a, is a proud Longhorn, guys. So uh, he is not half price for Sooners. No. Sorry, quadruple. They get charged quadruple. It doesn't matter. They don't got any money or they don't know how to count either. So they can't. <laughs> just going to make it worse and worse for Sooners. <laughs> how far do you think it stops? They stop counting it. Three, four, five? No? I mean, I think they stop counting at, you know, one. <laughs> and then they get another one. How many fingers are on their hands? I can probably do fingers. <laughs> You know, as Sooner counts to 11, they got to take off their shoes. Yeah, sorry, I didn't expect us to get into full-on Sooner hatred today, but <laughs> there it was. It wasn't, uh, even, wasn't even justified. Let's, uh, let's talk some NFL before we get uh, back to the text line here. Uh, Packers and Giants finish out last night. Giants come back, play a defensive game. Not a great game to, offensively for either team, but the Giants win 24-22. Stay alive in that Tommy DeVito being the, the legend for all the Italians up Tommy in New York, Cutlets. Jordan Love comes off looking good one week, and then he looks back like Jordan Love the next week. Is this is this Giants team defense enough that they're going to be able to compete with the Philadelphia Eagles? They play them twice now in the last four weeks. Can they take this this Eagles offense that seems to be struggling right now, and Jalen Hurts seems to be struggling, and slow them down enough that the Giants may win at least one of these games against the Eagles and give the Cowboys a path? To NFC, winning the NFC East. Did you know that this Giants defense before last night had three, had nine takeaways in the previous three games, including a matchup yeah. with the Cowboys? Yeah. So you add last night's totals in there. They now have twelve and four games. That defense is red hot right now, and they are fired up from the spirit of Tommy DeVito. I almost said Danny. Tommy DeVito is firing that team up. Um, I, I don't. I can't confidently say that that defense is good enough to take down the Eagles right now because the Eagles did look embarrassing this week and the week before that. Yeah, they're still the Eagles though, and this is still the Giants. It is. So it this, is a, it's a division game, and they got embarrassed in Dallas, so yeah, they're going to want to come out. And mad this about run it. is going to end eventually. I just need them to get one. I just need them to catch the Eagles slipping up one time, <laughs> one time. Uh, also, the Titans come back, win a game. Uh, against the Dolphins, twenty-eight to twenty-seven, they were uh, Dolphins were up thirteen to twenty-seven to thirteen with four thirty-four left in the game. Looked like they were going to walk away with it, and the Titans come back and win it. Also, more bad news for the Dolphins: Tyreek Hill gets injured in the game. Yeah, so not a lot of great news for the, for the Dolphins. Another team that seems to be trying to get over that edge of losing culture and you know, trying to get over their losing ways and try and take a new turn with Mike McDaniel and Tua and everybody. And it's just a, a Dolphins team that did not seem to have the winning edge for the last several seasons. Is this more of a Mike Vrabel pulling one out, or is this the Dolphins just not knowing how to finish games yet? And this may not be their season. They may need another year to kind of get used to the finer finer parts of uh, – and maybe bring in some other people to bring in the finer parts of winning games and when it comes down to the end of the season and playoffs. This is definitely more of the Dolphins losing a game than it is of the Titans winning a game. Do you understand how hard it is to blow a 14-point lead with four and a half minutes remaining? You have to try really you, you, hard you don't, to make that you don't. happen. I feel like I've rooted for enough teams that have done it. It's not that hard. <laughs> no, I don't think you've seen a 14-point lead evaporated in four minutes. I am a Longhorn fan. Uh, well, I uh, well, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. <laughs> there, uh, there is another piece of bad news for the Dolphins, though. They did lose their center, Connor Williams. Yes, Connor ACL Williams, ACL tear, tear is going to be out as well. So that's going to hurt, and you saw that offense 
crawls without Tyreek Hill out there. So. It, it is. It's different. We didn't see, and, and A-Chain wasn't able to come out and be the speedster that he needed to be. It's too bad they got a big matchup coming up in two weeks. I hope they can get healthy. And we remember, I want everybody to note down that that what, what Jacob has said. What did I say? Is that if the Dolphins lose a game, it is the Dolphins losing, not the other team, Winning the game. Let me clarify. So no credit can be given for any teams that beat the Dolphins. From here Let me out. clarify. If the Dolphins blow a 14-point lead with four and a half minutes remaining, yeah, the Dolphins lost that game. The other team right. didn't win it. Okay. Uh, well, we're just going to remember. We're just going to take the edit out, the 14-point lead. take that last part. Yeah, if you yeah. didn't know, the Dolphins are playing the Cowboys in two weeks. Oh, that is, are that they? That's what they're doing. Dang it. I wish they were healthy. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you that. Justin Herbert also out for the season now. He has had uh, so, uh, surgery on his hand. Right index finger. So he is out for the season. This should in- spell the end of the Brandon Staley era and everything that's happened. Uh, I it has to right. I don't know if Kellen Moore even keeps his job after this year. It was just such a bad performance from everyone all around, and I don't I don't put that all on Kellen Moore. I'm not a huge Kellen Moore fan, but I do not put that all on him. I think there's just a lot of problems there. I don't either. I just think it's going to leave such a sour taste in everybody's mouth. I mean, this injury, why not? Right? It's just the hits keep on rolling for the Chargers yeah. this year. I, it just seems like they had a, they did not ever seem cohesive in what they were trying to do. The injuries kept binding up, and then you know in Austin Eckler, you have the whole running back issue at the beginning of the season where no one wants to play. You try and build out a incentive base, which I'm sure in the incentive base they tried to hold him back a little bit. Yeah, because Brandon Staley's idea was we need less Eckler, and that was why <laughs> no, but you pull him back a little bit because you don't want him to get Richo's incentives, right? And you say, well, we'll get Joe Kelly in there, but in doing that, you then end up hurting your run game yep. because you're trying to handicap your running back to save money instead of win football games instead that's of win embarrassing football games. yeah that's embarrassing uh i do want to mention so i want to get to this now that we're in that point of with the, the dolphins kind of blowing one where they should have with the packers blowing one that they should have won and the playoff picture is four weeks out now there's some teams that we want to see who will w- fall out of the playoffs who will get in uh let's start in the afc where we can look at the AFC playoff picture right now, and there's some teams that we assume are going to be in no matter what. I think Miami's still pretty safe. Uh, even with the injury, I think they're going to be able to close out the season uh, and not completely drop out of the playoff picture completely. I wouldn't put them that far into there, but I think there's some other teams that are a little bit more iffy uh, when we get into the playoff picture. Baltimore right now is leading the AFC with 10 and uh, is t- 10 and 3. Then Miami's right behind them at 9 and 4. Then Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cleveland, all at 8 and 5. So we then look to the teams that are six and seven. Can the Colts hang on? They have two games. They finish out the season against the Texans. See if the Texans are going to be in that picture. They are also seven and six. Uh, Denver seven and six. Cincinnati, Buffalo, all seven and six. I think Buffalo has a shot to get back into this playoffs. Absolutely. I think Pittsburgh. I don't know if they're going to be able to stay in that playoff. I'm not so sure about that one, but it is the Steelers, and it's just that they. I love this phrase, too, because I saw it. They find ways to Tomlin their way into wins. They do. They do. <laughs> this Denver team is stepping up, and the AFC has a lot where you get into it that you wonder if Denver can sneak in. You wonder if the Texans can sneak in. You wonder if Buffalo can get back into that picture and start playing the playoff football they need to. The Bengals actually looking good with Browning and still not out of it, even though Joe Burrow went down and everybody thought they'd be dead. They're staying alive. Yeah, if you're if you're in the AFC, you better hope Buffalo doesn't regain a playoff spot. They are going to be on a mission. Cleveland doesn't have uh, Cleveland doesn't have Deshaun Watson. No problem. They're eight and five with that defense. I know that won't last. Jacksonville. We know with the injuries kind of mounting up and Trevor Lawrence on his last legs now and trying to play injured with the high ankle sprain. 
but he's still out there playing. Do they stay at the top of the AFC South? There's two teams right behind them, and if they knock it out of the AFC South, do they get in the wild card? All those questions are in the AFC. Uh, and then in the NFC, you know, if we say that the 49ers, Dallas, uh, Eagles are all probably pretty good at 10 wins right now, uh, that you don't figure any of them are going to get knocked out. Detroit right looks pretty good them. with nine yeah. wins. But then that playoff picture in the NFC starts to get really, really ugly. Tampa Bay currently winning the division with a losing record. Uh, Green Bay getting the last wild card spot with a losing record. Minnesota is 7-6 and six with no Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson's playing some and then out some and then playing some and then out some. You get the Rams at 6-7, and seven, Seattle at 6-7, and seven, Atlanta at 6-7, and seven, New Orleans at 6-7. and seven. They're all right there. The One of those could win the division in the NFC South because – the, the Saints and the Falcons are both in the NFC South with the Buccaneers. And they all have the same record at 6-7. and seven. The craziest part about the NFC is that the Bears and the Giants are one game out of a wild card spot. It's crazy. Depending on how tiebreakers work. like That is such a far drop-off from the top three teams in that conference. It is. I will say, I do think the Rams have a really good shot to get into this wild card. They're getting hot. They're getting hot at the right time. They do have the winning edge. They do have those winning credentials. They have guys on that team that know what to do. Yep. And I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl. But I'm saying of getting you back from the worst run it back in history when they all said we're running it back and Aaron Donald was thinking about retiring, but he came back and Matt Stafford came back and Cooper Cup is on everybody's mind and then everybody gets hurt and they are just awful last season. Yeah. To then, now if you can get back in the playoff picture and at least get back and fight back for that, then it doesn't look so bad. And you just go, look, we're beat up, but we're not a bad team. Saves Sean McVay where he doesn't look like he was a one-and-done coach and should have left when he – it makes it look so he shouldn't have all just walked away after winning that Super Bowl. But that's a team that I think is going to try and fight really hard to get in and has a shot to get in. It's going to make the 30-for-30 30 30 very interesting once Sean McVay's done there. And I've already got the title for you, F them picks. And that's, <laughs> that's your 30-for-30. 30 30. That is. That is. I like that. And they, yeah, it's all them – the cash over cap oh, and the yeah. money they were spending. And, you know, you add into that the whole story with Stan Kroenke moving the team – and building the new part, like building that new stadium out there. That they share. That they share because he makes more money and more money and more money because yeah. he's a businessman. And so he, he bought them from St. Louis with the int- full intent to move them out of St. Louis, even though St. Louis didn't want to lose them, which yep. is not great pra- business practice. But what does he care? He's rich. F them picks coming yeah. soon. Hey, <laughs> shout out ESPN. Give me a check whenever you cut it. All right, Whenever. we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to all the, finish up reading your text, maybe talk a little bit of Astros. Maybe, Jacob, you got any good stories? Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we got we'll time for. Here we get back on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on the Horn. Sports Complex here on the Horn. Playing music from Jelly's 11th Annual Christmas Jam. It's happening this Thursday at ACL 310 at ACL Live. It's right underneath ACL Live if you know where the Moody uh, the Moody Theater is. 
It's right there. It's all benefiting the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. I'm going to be hosting it. It's going to be a lot of fun. A big jam with a lot of people, including Kelly Green from Madam Radar is going to be there. She always shreds on guitar as well. Uh, great singer, great voice, and really good guitar player. She, she check her out in the jam as well. going to be a fun time on Thursday. Tickets are still available. Come get you and come hang out with me and uh, raise some money for a really good cause. I know they did a raffle last year, too. I don't know if they're going to be doing that again. I'll have to reach out. We'll see. My buddy Jelly may come by the show uh, tomorrow to talk about it. We'll see. We'll see if he gets his time. He's rehearsing with everybody, getting it all put together. Uh, But it's going to be a fun time on Thursday. Uh, Let's get back to the text line. we got a little bit of time before we got to get out of here. This is talking about what we were talking earlier about uh, forgetting items. Forgetting an item is nothing worse as getting a massive cart of groceries rung up and then realizing you forgot your wallet. I've done that before, and I've done the one where I've walked out and thought it was in my car. Yeah. And then I walk to my car, and I can't find it in my car. And you're like, do I drive home and come, come back? And pretend like you were just looking for it the whole time? And the reality is, depending on how close and how much I go there, that I'm like, I don't want to just leave it, and then like the next time I go, get the same person. <laughs> And they'll be like, hey, didn't you just leave like a full cart of groceries? And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was me. me. I figured I'd so I, I've done it where I'd driven home and came back like 20 minutes later and been like, sorry, it was in my house. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we know we have idiots that are here all the time. You're better than me because if I'm going back to the house, I'm staying at the house. I'll go back to the grocery store tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying I've done it. I, I tried. I don't, it doesn't not happen enough to me. That, that is a problem. I know I've done it at least once. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, also, we get a quote here about the little fat girlfriends, and uh, it is the uh, one-year passing, uh, the one-year anniversary of Mike Leach passing. Uh, we're hoping that he uh, does get in the Coaches Hall of Fame uh, as well, uh, that he is just under the win percentage you need, but yeah, come on. Come on, let's give it to him. So many great sound bites from Mike Leach, like the one at the Pac-12 uh, where he's going through all the mascots which mascot would win and he's yeah. breaking down what a sun devil is and why the Huskies have no shot. And yeah, exactly. No, it's great. That's great stuff. Uh, we do have uh this text says pay NIL for performance link to bowl game. They kind of do that now. And some people do it, but the reality is if no one's watching the bowl game, then the NIL doesn't really want to pay a bunch of money for a bowl game that does not matter as much. So if you're going to put a guy who is going pro into a bowl game that for him he doesn't need the NIL money. He's about to go ahead and make a bunch of money going to the NFL draft. So he's not thinking about, well, you know, let me make an extra $30,000 no. so I can lose possibly lose out on millions. And you're not going to pay him millions of dollars for a bowl game that doesn't matter, that doesn't affect your season. Right. and Because those people that are paying for the NIL are to try and win games, and once you're leaving, then there's no real point to keep paying you. Right. And NIL isn't exactly performance-based it is a little bit because your performance raises your marketability yeah. but that's what it comes down to is your marketability yeah exactly so i get it I, there is roles in that but again and when you're talking about the transfer portal then people don't want to stay you don't want to miss out on the transfer portal because if you're you know it, like we thought with malik murphy malik murphy doesn't enter that transfer portal until the end now he'll still get a decent place to go play college but nebraska will be out and and oh, florida no. state will be out you and miss nebraska. No, but, I'm just, but they pay well and if you want to go play, like there's a lot of places that you're not going to be able to go and you're, you're going to have to go. You may be entering into a competition. You may go into a place where they have a quarterback they were thinking about getting. It changes what your, your opportunities are. USC will probably be filled by the time he would go in. Do you think he'd go to Oregon State? He could. you think he'd go fill DJ? I mean, I, I wouldn't now because Oregon State is not going to be in a major conference. They're not in the Power Five anymore. Oh, the yeah. The Power Four, so I wouldn't go there. Yeah, sorry, Oregon State. But to yourselves. you're in the Pac-2. And they have not even said what they're going to do with that yet. They're just going to take. That's just going to be them. Every every week, 
playing each other. <laughs> uh, so I think there's something to be said if people are trying to get in the portal so they can find where they're going and get their position because they understand once there's more and more people, and I think that's why so many went in too, is they were kind of on the fence, and when they saw more and more people get in, they're like, well, crap, I'm going to miss out. Now I'm going to end up, I don't want to be here. I know that. Right. Especially like DJ Wienglele is at Oregon State. He wants to transfer into the Power Four again. Yeah. So he's going to say, I want to get out of here. And if I stay here too long, I'm going to miss the boat. And now I'm going to a team that can't compete. Yeah. So I want to try and get to a team where I can compete. Sage says, my MVP is Anthony Hill. When are we going to admit that Don Miller really just sits in a barren rhythm chair and looks at a Waze app all day? He does not. He It's not a, a barren room. Guys. Uh, <laughs> Come on. I've met Don Miller. He's got a he's got a, a vast studio of setup and I've never been to his place. I don't know what his place is. Oh. Uh he's got he's got like the sphere in Vegas, but it just shows him the traffic report yes. on the inside of it. He has yeah. drones all across the city <laughs> getting the nearest reports. I do not know what he does. I look I don't I'm not a I don't I don't do traffic, so I do not know how the magic is done behind the scenes. It just plays on our on our our stuff. So I can't tell you how it's done. Uh, UT uh, Phil the Thrill says UT players have entered portal receive national championship rings if UT wins, right? I would assume so. I believe you do. I would assume so, and I think in the reality it depends on the team. Yeah, everyone has their choice to do it, but normally you do it because you try to go out and go above and beyond for every player, so every player talks good about you because you don't want people to talk negative about you to other recruits or whoever else. Also, they played a part in it. I don't care they how did. I don't care how big or small it was. They I agree. I agree. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying that it's sometimes, you know, like it depends with all these championships and all those things. It comes down to the team because there are stories of cheaper organizations in the past and stuff not like that them. trying to not give it and oh, trying to charge on. staff that was doing pretty big things to charge them for the rings. You can get one, but you got to pay for it. Come on. Uh, cheap owners have done that before. So, it has been a thing. And, and schools that claim to not have any money will say, no, we can't, while well, the guy's wearing a ring that he didn't pay for. So, without that way. It's a bad look, yeah. Uh, they don't have any teeth anyway. I, we agree. The Sooners don't have any teeth. Oh, wow. So, we've gone from two to one to none. There's just well, no, because no they didn't call Dr. Record in time. Couldn't even keep the two. Couldn't preserve the last no, two. No, no. But they can still get teeth in a day. That, yeah, they certainly can. My friends at Dr. Greg. Dr. Greg can give you a whole <laughs> brand new smile. The stat line for a team losing a 14-point lead in the last three minutes is 1-676 in since 2016. I knew it was a lot. I, I, I was thinking to myself watching that last night. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I don't know that I've, I've seen ever seen. I've seen it in college. Oh, I've not seen it in the in pros. NFL, yeah. In the NFL, it's not much. In college, it happens more. Right. Uh, that is from the popcorn man. I appreciate that stat. That's a good stat. I like that one. That's a good pool. Uh, <laughs> Chief Engineer says Chargers have been embarrassing since Dan Faust. That is a, that's a solid, it's a solid old one right there. Ooh. That's a, it's been a while. Uh, Reaching way back. And the Bills are turning on. I agree. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to get back into where they need to be. True. You know, they are. They, I think they saw that everybody is basically already fired. Sean McDermott. I think they've already seen that. You know, they're saying Josh out. I think there's a lot more that they're kind of they they realize now that there is no more time to wait. Yeah. That everyone is already writing the eulogy for the for the Buffalo Bills, and this 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 whole run is over, and everything's dead with the Bills. And I think Josh's t- sick and tired of hearing it. So yeah. I'm just saying, watch out for the Bills if they make the dance. Yeah, they're going to go. But again, I don't think they're I don't think they're a good enough team to you know beat some of the better. No, teams. they're going to ruin some seasons though. They're going to ruin some contenders. They could. Uh, and Bevo JK says, "Fella, I just left my wallet at home yesterday and did a bunch of shopping and never needed it. Thank you, Steve Jobs. That is true. You can do it on your phone now. Uh-huh. I have done it where I've forgotten one of my cards and then had to transfer money on my phone to a different card While and then pay there. for it. Yeah. I, mean, I think this is at a bar. 
when I had already racked up a bar tab, and I was like, give me like five minutes. <laughs> you, had, you had to do the Kevin Hart, where it's like, first I got to move it from Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, how, my, how, my, how my bank accounts yeah, are set up. No, I literally had to on my phone transfer money from one account to another uh, because I was like, I don't know where the other card was. Yeah. But it wasn't in my wallet, and I was like, oh, boy. But I do have a second card, so I can put money on that one and pay you with it. Have you ever had to, like, on one of those payment apps like Zelle or Venmo, send it to the bartender and have the bartender cover your tab? No, I've never <laughs> had to do that one. And I have bartenders that would probably allow me to do it. Yeah. But no, I've never had to do that one as much as I would. Uh, Jacob, do you have a quick story for us? Actually, you know what? Why don't we do this at the end of the Okay. Show? Why yeah. don't we take a break, uh, hit some commercials real quick. If you've got anything else you want to add on the text line, add that in uh, right now. We'll try and get to it before we get out of here, but we got to hit this last break so we can get that, and we'll try and get a story from Jacob. Uh, to kind of wrap out a Tuesday with a laugh. How about we do that? Uh, here on the Horn, 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Wrapping things up here on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon. A couple more texts we just got coming in. Uh, we did get a Pac-2 has announced they'll each play six Mountain West teams. Uh, for next year, cool, cool guys. You're not in the Power Five, guys. You're not in the Power Four. They're You're holding not. on. They're holding on. You got, hey man, everybody, get your Apple TV personal pack two subscription. Yeah, because that went so well for the MLS. It's gone great for them. It's uh, <laughs> it's gone great for uh, for everybody who does it. It's well, it's, yeah, it's it's <sighs> you guys, you guys. <laughs> Why are they holding on? It's just two teams. Do you know there's like? Do you think there's still an office for the pack two? <laughs> and they just like sharpied over the one on all of them, so it's not Pack Twelve anymore. It just says Pack Two, and they just sharpied over it. <laughs> Let's put a piece of tape. <laughs> no, we're doing Pack Two. We're just Pack Two. We're good, but it's still all the staff, and they're like, no phone calls again today. No, I bet it still says Pack Twelve everywhere, and they're planning to fill that conference out. Oh man, <laughs> it's like, but it's like the Big Twelve now, and it's like Utah will be good next year, but that's the Big Twelve next year. I know it's sad, and, and you know it's. You know, the ACC has a little bit because they have Clemson who's done well. I mean, and like I, I get, but it is I mean, like this- blue bloods, blue blood football programs. It really is in two now, and so there is other good teams. There'll be teams that are fun and coaches that are fun. But man, yeah, the Pac-12 is going to try and bring up and, and make that work, especially with that Apple TV deal. This is what it's always been heading towards, though, right? Yeah. When all of this started, this is what it's always been heading towards. And we talked about it. Why Florida State's not in the playoffs is because the Big Ten screwed them by making them part of the alliance and right. fought against expansion. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going on in that. Uh, also says, uh, Texas says, listening to the show, my 12-year-old son in the truck, and he says, Dad, I need a trimmer to shave my... Listen. I don't know why your son said that. I don't know if you're listening to another radio show and you expected you texted in the wrong number. But I don't think we were running the ads for that. And I don't think we were talking about that at all. And if we were, boy, I have a really bad memory. Well, you did get hit in the head earlier. I did get hit in the head you earlier. You did. Man, I'm in protocols, guys. Uh, do you have a story that we can hit in two minutes? I do. Did you see Tommy DeVito's agent last night? I did see Tommy DeVito's agent last night. They are leaning into this. Oh, listen to this. So his name is Sean Stilato. 
and he's going to be inducted into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame along people like Vince Lombardi, Joe Montana, Joe DiMaggio, and Rocky Marchiano. He's being inducted into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. Now, the guy's done some things. He's written some books and all that. Easily, his most notable moment was just how he was dressed on the sidelines last night as Tommy DeVito's agent. Just walking around with his phone? Just trying to look like he was busy the whole time. Yeah. How many times do you think he got asked if he was supposed to be there last night? How many mob? Or how many times do you think he was asked if he has mob ties? No, you don't ask somebody if they have mob ties. They so would. They definitely would. They'd you be like, just, oh, do you? You don't just ask somebody. They so, they That's definitely a good, would. Jacob, that is how you get shots. I'm not saying it's logical. I'm telling you how people in those games, after they've had a few drinks, and they're embracing the whole DeVito mania, they definitely would have. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I tend to stay away from that. I'm also thinking of that's like walking up to somebody on the street and be like, you in a gang? <laughs> yeah, it seems like a bad idea to ask that question. Well, when you're just strolling on the street, you hadn't been watching your team that sucked all year win a game on with the backup quarterback. And then you see DeVito and he goes, that's my boy. And you're like, did you, did you have to do it? Did he do a favor for you at some point? You did a favor for him? And <laughs> that's now- what I thought. Originally, I thought it was like, that's a high school buddy or something. No, he's, he's an accomplished guy. I just thought it was funny that now, now he's being inducted into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. I did not even know there was a National Italian American You didn't know Hall it had prestigious members like Vince Lombardi, Joe Montana, Joe DiMaggio, and Rocky Marciano? Marciano. Marciano? Come on now. Mar- <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I did, I did that the first time too. I know, I know. Yeah. I didn't correct you first time. I thought maybe he slipped up on the. On, you just said it wrong. Not gonna. Nope. That is just my rapid reading skills right there. Yeah. No. That, that, it's it's you know Rocky before Rocky. It's uh it's the one that you'll hear people. Rocky Marciano is the greatest fighter of all time, and that's when you know they have not watched fighting in a long time. <laughs> you were like, you watch black and white fighting. That's that's how we ended up boxing. Understood. Understood. But. Yeah, no, that's my quick story. I thought that was pretty funny. It that. was. It, I did not know that he was going into the Hall of Fame. That is a. Uh, that's an interesting <laughs> new development. Giants staying relevant somehow. What are the standards for that Hall of Fame? I wonder what the criteria are. I'll have to dig further into this. Your mom's got to make a nice meatball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to dig any further. I think you nailed it. I think that's it. Yeah. See, we did talk about balls. We yeah. got there. Good job, Tommy uh, Cutlets. <laughs> Good win last night. We now gotta, go beat the Eagles. We got to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more. I, I'm going to get into this Disney Spirit Award that is funny to me still. I'm going to get into it one of these days. We'll have time. Tomorrow we should have time. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. And I'm going to continue to play gate that we should let transfer portal quarterbacks play. All right. right so hear me out. We'll put 50 numbers no. right. in a hat. Until tomorrow. Be kind. Be safe. Keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock for more of the Sports Complex.